You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Shane Sams. And Shane and his wife, Jocelyn, are the dynamic duel between Flip Lifestyle com FlippedLifestyle.com. Shane and Jocelyn Sams are a real couple making their entire living selling digital products online through membership websites. Now, their former teachers, Shane and Jocelyn, they built a business that allowed them to quit their day jobs, spend more time with their family, and earn passive income online. That's recurring income, month after month, coming in for you, Startup Nation. I'm going to give you the secrets from Shane's brain, from his mind, from years of experience. We're going to excavate it out and hand it to you today. So get your pen and paper out. Now, Shane and his wife now generate hundreds of thousands of dollars per year in profit while only working around 10 to 15 hours per week. That's what you want, isn't it? He's going to show you how to do it. Their mission is to help other families build and grow successful online businesses through their Flip Lifestyle podcast, Flip Your Life Community, and their blog at FlippedLifestyle.com. Shane Sams, my friend, my brother, my kingdom entrepreneur, uh, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Uh, Go ahead and just fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Bro. That was a great intro, man. I'd, I'd be careful how deep you dig around in my brain, though, son, because you might, y'all might be scared of what you find in there, man. But, <laughs> man, that pretty much covered it, dude. I, uh, you know, we've known each other, you know, for a little while now. I got to know each other well. But for your listeners out there, man, you know, I, I was actually a school teacher in Southeast Kentucky for over a decade. And, uh, you know, I had a, a, a terrible thing happen at uh, work one day. Uh, I found out my son was actually being mistreated in a daycare center. And I asked the, for the day off work and my boss told me, no, my boss told me, I know your son needs you, but your job needs you too. You're going to have to handle your personal problems after work. Mr. Sam's, uh, you can investigate this stuff later. And I made a promise to myself, man, that I would never, ever do that again. Uh, did not set out to make a hundred K man. I set out to replace my income. I was, I was making about, I don't know, $60,000 a year. Me and my wife combined combined as school teachers in Southeast Kentucky. 
but stumbled across uh, some amazing online business strategies that uh, helped us get to six figures, seven figures and uh, beyond. And it just opened an incredible world of opportunity for me and my family. And that's my mission, man. That's why God put me on this earth. That's why he took me through the valley, baby, come out the other side. And now I'm here to help other families uh, come out of their hardships, come out of their hard times and find that income and freedom as well. So pumped to be here today, man, to talk to you about it, dude. Let's do it. Startup Nation, if you feel like you're in the pit right now, Shane is going to throw down a rope. He's going to pull you out today in this show. It's up to you to reach out and grab the rope. You have to take that action, that one step. So make the definitive decision today to not settle for the bottom of the pit in your life anymore. Period. Shane, go ahead, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, man, I don't know about this, man. I'm a pretty open book, dude. You've heard my podcast. I talk about all kinds of stuff. But, tell uh, me something I don't know about you. I, I, I tell you, a lot of people, a lot of people know this, uh, but I am a massive professional wrestling fan. I am a huge professional wrestling fan. My brother and I, uh, when we were little, we used to share a bedroom. We lived in a really small house, like 800 square feet or something like that. I used to actually, when my brother went to college, I stole his room, but it was called the back porch. And the reason his room was the black, the back porch was because it was the back porch. It was literally a porch that was windowed in and we put up big, heavy curtains. And I used to sit out there with like one of those oil heaters. And that's where I would play my Atari and my Nintendo's at. But before that, I shared a room with my little brother and we would uh, stay up until 11 o'clock every Monday night. And we would watch Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan on wrestling superstars on USA, but we would keep it really low. You know what I'm saying? We would keep it really super low. Cause I, if my mom woke up, she was going to kill us because we were watching uh, wrestling, but it's so funny because as I've become an entrepreneur, as I've become a marketer, I can seriously look back at all of my strategies and all of the things I do. And they come from wrestling. They come from watching these wrestlers get the crowd over. They come from watching Vince McMahon come out and give speeches and, and doing all of these things. And I base a lot of <laughs> Based a lot of my stuff like when i'm like what would vince mcmahon do <laughs> like, i actually think about that man but uh one of the first thing i did when i got successful after i quit my job after we replaced our income and uh, after we found so much abundance and prosperity um i looked up one day and i was like man i could go to wrestlemania not only that i could take my brother and my best friend to wrestlemania with me i'll get the tickets i'll get the airbnb I'll, I'm, t I'm taking them on the ride with me and uh, so I started this little trend about my second or third year in, man. I, I was going to WrestleMania every single year until he canceled it for COVID that year. Um, and uh, that's kind of my, that's my piece, man. That's how I unwind. I, I find a ticket to a professional wrestling event and I just go and I kick back and I'm a kid for three or four hours, man. So I don't know if, I don't know if a lot of people know I, I do that. I like that story and I try my best not to judge you. <laughs> around that my friend judge away baby now listen judge away i grew up with that too right so I, I all those names you mentioned i i get them right and uh i think it's fascinating that you pull your marketing strategies or principles from uh professional wrestling and you're right uh that had become one of the greatest entertainment marketing um models you know, ever invented. And that guy, Vince McMahon, like really kind of like founded and spearheaded well, a lot and, of that. And it and was brilliant marketing. Cheese ball, cheesy cheese. Well, it's but man, people would, it was storytelling. Yeah, and man. people just kept biting the hook. And I would be like, as I started to age, you get a little older. I'm like, this is cheesy. 
why are so many people still attending this? And the dads are still attending that grew up with this. Like, well, they they have a slogan called "Then, Now, and Forever," and they're very see they're, they're, they think generationally is one of the yes. things I love about them. They think, how do you keep the grandpa interested? So he brings his son, which brings the grandson, and now you've sold Boom. three tickets. You see what I'm saying? Boom. And just the storytelling of being able to like, you know, we all are in the storytelling business. You're never going to get to 100k without telling a great story. And you've got it. You've got to tell. Even if you're selling hardware, even if you're selling, you know, water bottles. I'm holding this giant gallon water bottle, bottle jug up here. You got to tell a story. Like, well, if you drink this water, you're going to become healthier, and it's going to give you more energy. And this giant water bottle is going to tell you if you're drinking enough water every day. And when you're healthier and you have more energy, when you pick your kids up, you're not going to come home and take a nap. And th that's all because you bought this water bottle from my online e-commerce store, right? Like, so that's the story telling is what really drives me in that and if you just watch the story when you see the crowd move you got to take a note man because they know how to move a crowd better than just about anybody else mm, so good i'd like to talk about the storytelling and i've had other guests come on the show and they preach storytelling for your business and each one has their own spin on it what has been the most uh, successful uh, storytelling principle or strategy that you have used in your own business and now teach other Christian entrepreneurs to use it in theirs? And you've seen clear results across the board. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny in this day and age where everything's on the Internet, like everything, like every word that's ever been spoken is probably spoken somewhere on the Internet. Anything you can teach has probably been taught for free somewhere on the internet. Any book you can write, anything you do is out there. The only thing that can differentiate us is the story, like your story, your authentic, real story that you can bring to the table to show that you're an expert, to show that you have the, you know, you've earned the right to sell something or to do something. And what we tell our people over at Flip Lifestyle is you have to embrace your story because whatever the widget thing is you sell, whatever you teach people to do, whether it's, you know, I always tell people um, we have members in our community who have businesses built uh, around farming and we have businesses that are built around pharmacy. Like it doesn't matter like what it is, everything in between. But your story is going to be what draws your customer in. It's what, it's what gets you the niche, what gets you that piece of the pie. A lot of people like me and Jocelyn, I think, because, I mean, we were school teachers from Southeast Kentucky. Man, I discovered online business mowing my grass i was just out one day mowing my grass and i just decided to listen to a business podcast i found this podcast called the smart passive income podcast from pat flynn and every little square i was cutting in my backyard i kept listening to this guy talk about how he was making money with his blog and he was making money selling digital products he was making money off his god-given knowledge and wisdom and talents and when I heard him say how much money he was making on the internet, I about flipped my lawnmower upside down. I jumped off of it. Like everybody mows their grass. Everybody, you know, has heard a guy talk like me from Southeast Kentucky or say y'all or something like that. Like you just have heard that. And that's the kind of people we draw in. Like our message is all about family. Our message is all about our kids. Our message is all about God and our family's future. And that's the kind of people we draw in. I don't get the Lamborghini crowd. I don't get the work 70 hours a week hustle porn crowd. I don't get that, man, you know, and you will do the same. And I'm not saying if you want to be the Lambo guy, you want to be the Tesla guy. If that's your story, then you have to tell your authentic story. So when we tell people to come in, it's not about your course. There's other courses. It's not about 
necessarily your community. It's not even about what you do to teach and lead people. It's about that story you lead with, because if someone doesn't relate from you with you right now on the internet, they will not buy your product. They will not join your membership. And um, you cannot get people to relate to you unless you're truthful about who you really are. Mm. So many times we hear of people that have incredible stories, sometimes heart-wrenching stories, lots of trauma from the past, et cetera. And before they started sharing their story publicly, they really had to get over uh, the limiting beliefs in their own head that said nobody wants to hear their story. Mm. Uh, Nobody's going to care. It's too vulnerable. It's too emotional. Um, it's not something that they should glorify the sin of their past, so to speak, uh, these types of limiting beliefs. What do you say to some of the entrepreneurs that you get to work with as clients, uh, who come in with those limited beliefs, um, pushing up against, uh, them sharing their story that is authentically them. Mm. You know, like it's funny when you read the Bible or you read ancient texts like ancient wisdom like I've, i'm really into the this year i've been reading a lot of ancient philosophers marcus aurelius and epictetus and seneca and all these ancient thinkers and it's funny because i read i read these things that these people went through thousands of years ago and it's the same as us it's like nothing new under the sun like marcus aurelius has this incredible passage where he was like chastising himself in the mirror because he was in his he stayed under his covers too long. He was like, my covers were so warm this morning. I just didn't want to get up and be the emperor of Rome. You know, like, it is just so funny. And like, when you read things like in the Bible, like these guys, you know, they're going through the same things that we all go through. Like they're walking down the road and worried about getting robbed or, you know, these different things. And as we look in the mirror, it's important to remember that even though we feel isolated sometimes in our story, like who would listen to this, who would care about this? This is my story millions of people are going through your story like right now. And those are the people Now, everyone's not going to understand your story. Everyone's not going to care, but what you're going through is not unique. The only thing unique about it right now is you're going through it alone. And the second you step out and go through it with other people, uh, they are drawn to that and they come to that and they see that and they hear themselves in you. Like, for example, you know, when I found out, I didn't always used to talk about what happened to my son in our story because, you know, one morning I literally found out that somebody was locking my child in a bathroom for hours at a time and had been doing it for weeks. And there was punishment over potty training accidents. And I was like, God, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe this is happening. Um, and the story goes on to talk about how my boss wouldn't let me off work and I would eventually start the business. But when I started telling that story, I had people reaching out to me and being like, you know, that happened to my child. Thank you for sharing that. I, I thought I was the only one. I, I had all this guilt because, you know, I was using daycare and I could feel that that coming through. And how did you get over it? How did you find forgiveness? How did you forgive yourself and do this and that and the other? How do you talk about this publicly? And and when you bring those things to light, everybody stops suffering alone. Everybody stops. So just telling your story, like God gave you the story. Like he didn't say your story was going to be all sunshine and rainbows and inspiring. He gave you the story so that you could go through it with other people so that they could go through it with you. I always go back to Exodus, man, like at 35, where God was building the tabernacle. Now, God spoke the universe into being <laughs> like he literally could have snapped his fingers and, and, it got, and built a tent. 
<laughs> right? But he didn't do that. Like he made certain people good at fabric, certain people embroiderers, certain people weavers, certain people engravers. And if they didn't share what they were good at and they didn't share the experience that got them to that point, and if they didn't work together, the tabernacle wouldn't have gotten built. Like he built that thing with us and inviting us to do it together. And the problem is when you keep your story to yourself, you're doing it all alone. That's why we suffer. You only suffer when you're going through something alone. So we choose in, at our house and in our life and in our community uh, to go through life together. We choose to talk about our struggles. We choose to talk about the bad things as much as possible. I'd say the bad things get more play in our world than the good. I got an email I send every Friday called Five Fails Friday. And I'm just talking about all my screw ups and business, life and marriage. And like that's the stuff that propels everybody forward. That's the stuff that builds your business. That's the stuff that uh, inspires people to actually uh, take action. Whether you're an, uh, someone who's went through abuse, someone who's suffered through something, someone who's just struggling or like, you know, I was an 0 and 10 football coach at one time, dude. And when I started talking about that, not all my good years, that's when I started selling playbooks back in the old days when I first started my online business. So, I yeah, man, to jump into that man. for a moment um, because that one of your earliest membership sites was that, right? Yeah. Uh, you're coaching um, high school football, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Defense in particular. Defense, Defense in def particular. Yeah, really niche, super niche. And you had maybe some limiting beliefs that were along the lines of, well, I'm not the best coach in the world. Like, why would people buy my playbooks? Yeah, man. And what you did was you found the positioning of saying, hey, listen, I don't have to have a story that started in trial and has ended in triumph. Maybe I'm somewhere in the middle. That's right. But it's still marketable right here, right now. And for our listeners that find themselves somewhere in the middle, they're, they haven't found their way out of the pit fully yet. Um, speak to that. Share that story and how you repositioned your position uh, in a very marketable, sellable way and how yeah, my listener can do the same. So like one of the, the first ideas that we always leaned into at the beginning, like my wife was an elementary school librarian and I was a football coach. So when we were trying to come up with an idea for online businesses, guess what we started? <laughs> Websites for librarians and football coaches. So my wife, I'll push her over here to the second. I'm going to bring her back because she has a very similar story to this. So when I started out, I was like, who's going to listen to me as a football coach? Like I am a good defensive coordinator. Now we've turned around a program the year I launched my stuff. We'd had a couple winning seasons in a row, but my first year as a head coach, I was 0 and 10. And then my second year, I was two and eight. <laughs> and then we went three and seven, right? And I remember distinctly going home very unhappy more Fridays than not. Like the majority of Fridays for my first three or four years in high school football were terrible. Saturdays were awful. I was mad. I was cranky. I didn't feel good about myself. Didn't know if I was a really good, good coach or not. I felt like I knew what I was doing, but whatever. And, um, you know, but it got better and we got really good and we got really stable. And I remember when I was making my first playbooks, I was like, you know, the differentiator between my playbook and like Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of all time, is this is actually made for people in high school football. Like if you go to Nick Saban's clinic and you try to learn the 4-3 defense they run at Alabama, well, Nick Saban has two defensive tackles that are six foot four and run four five forties. Now that's ridiculous, right? These guys, you know what I'm saying? We're over here at my high school, my guys were like, they felt like they were four foot six and running five nine forties. You know what I'm saying? Like we had the opposite, like his playbook would not work for me, but my playbook did work for me right where I was. And then I started thinking, you know, half the teams lose every week. 
like half those football coaches go on unhappy. What if, what if I could just reach back one chapter and find those people who were winning three or four games and losing the majority of their games? And what if over a couple seasons, I could just help them get to six and four or better. Those guys would go home happy more Saturdays or more Friday nights than not. That means they'd get up happy more Saturdays than not. And they would go out and they would enjoy their kids sports and they would have fun with their spouse and they would actually be able to like enjoy their life. Right. So that was my niche. That was my target. That was my story. And I just told that story of how I went from zero and 10 to, you know, uh, consistent winning seasons every single year. And people really, really responded to that. Now, my wife, Jocelyn, at the time was in the same boat, man. She she had been an elementary librarian for three years, three years. She went back to school, got her master's degree and got a job in a little school in southeast Kentucky, went over to another school uh, a year later and, and, and was a librarian there for two years. So she was like, who's going to listen to me? These people who are being, you know, these veteran librarians and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yeah, they're not going to listen to you. But you know who is? Every librarian that graduates college every year from now on. And that's who responded. It was all these other librarians or these people who had been in five or six years but really struggled, right, with getting their classes organized. And Jocelyn in two years went from being an elementary librarian to being the elementary librarian, like speaking at national elementary librarian conferences, holding live events and like this expert in the field because she just went out and said, Hey, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm struggling with. And here's a plan to overcome it. When I find new plans, I'll share them with you. And um, that turned into a million dollar business too. So, you know, it's not about being the person you will become the person you just need to be a person for somebody. And that's the, that's where you're going to find your customers. It don't take many. We need a hundred people to pay us $50 a month and that's 60 grand a year. So it's not like you got to go find a million followers on TikTok tomorrow. You know, I'm on your website and I think that's one of the best uh, pieces of marketing that I see you repeat everywhere you go, mm. whether you're on stage or you're on a podcast, you're saying that it's all you need is 100 people to pay you Startup Nation to pay you fifty dollars a month, one hundred people to pay you fifty a month to make sixty grand a year, or two hundred people for you to make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per year. That's that first hundred K you talk about all the time, right there. My it friend. is, yeah, and man. what we're talking about is membership model, which mm -hmm. is creates recurring passive income. Yep. So bring us into that. Why did you choose the membership model? Why do you teach this? Um, and, and really just speak to, uh, my listener right now, who's maybe sitting on an idea, um, that they have for themselves and what are the actual steps they could take to turn that into a sellable membership idea or business? Yeah. You know, when I started out, man, I was a school teacher in Southeast Kentucky, man. I went to school to get that railroad track, to get that paycheck to paycheck. You know, I liked getting paid every two weeks. It was a terrible paycheck. I mean, it ran out on Thursday and I got paid on Friday every single time, but it was still a paycheck. There was money coming. So when we decided that we wanted to quit our jobs and start an online business and work for ourselves, like this, the, the stuff that was out there, like the, you know, high time for dollars stuff where you're just constantly on the phone coaching people or even course sales where you're like living launch to launch and you're trying to figure out how to have big hits all the time. That wasn't going to be good for us. Like I wanted a steady, predictable income. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to be able to click a button and predict what I was going to make for the next six months, not just the next six days. Right. So when we started selling things, 
there was a natural progression in what we were doing that was really seasonal. Like we were like, well, what is a football coach doing in the fall? What is a football coach doing in the winter? What is a football coach doing in the spring and the summer? What is an elementary librarian doing in the first month of school, August? What is that person doing in uh, September, October, or November? And we realized that there was just a lot of things going on throughout the year. Like everybody's doing something every day, right? So what if we just put all this in here in this one place behind a wall and we just charged monthly for it, right? You log in in August, you get August lesson plans. You log in in the, the January, you get the weightlifting manuals for football. Like, so there was this progression that we laid out over a year. And now instead of asking people for 500, a $1, thousand, $10,000 front, all I had to do is ask for 50 bucks, right? Just 50 bucks. And this, the actual mentality of this dude comes a little bit before this. When I was first trying to quit my job, I was looking at like really manual labor type stuff. Like I wanted to mow yards. I, I really, really wanted to mow grass. Cause I told my wife, I was like, if I could just get 50 yards and they were 50 bucks each, that would be 2,500 bucks, which is what I brought home every month as a school teacher in Southeast Kentucky. And I was like, if I could get a hundred yards, I don't know how we can mow them. Maybe you can mow too, babe. But like that would replace your salary, right? She was not on board with that, my wife, Jocelyn. But that mentality came from that. Like, okay, well, how can we replace our income? And, and I wanted a lot of different uh, payments. I wanted a lot of different customers because I had one job, one boss. If that boss decided I couldn't leave work, I was screwed. If that boss decided to fire me. I was screwed. That, that is the most insecure thing you can have on the planet is one source of income, right? Everybody thinks they got a good, safe, stable job. No, you don't. You have one decision maker that is one decision away from your family having nothing, whether it's the government, like in the pandemic, or it's just your employer saying, I can't afford to keep you here anymore. So I wanted the stability. I wanted the predictability and the membership model uh, gave us to that. So we, and, and it didn't take a ton of audience. That was another reason we picked this model. Course models or coaching models sometimes can require a lot of leads coming in. Well, when we first launched Elementary Librarian, we just had a blog and we went around guerrilla warfare style on forums and posts and Facebook groups and Facebook pages. And we just got like 200 emails, 250 emails. And when we launched it in August of 2012, uh, we had 50 people join the membership for elementarylibrarian.com that month. So we had 50 people paid $50 a month. We had 2,500 a month. So we just brick by brick, man, be the glacier, not the prairie fire. Don't go up and smoke, grow that thing one snowflake at a time. Next month was 3000. Next month was 4000. November was 5000. Uh, so we replaced our income. We kept working at it while we kept our jobs. Uh, January, February, March, it grew every single month. Um, and in July of 2013, we hit 15,000 a month. Now that's only 300 people. That's 300 out of the 8 billion humans on the planet giving you $50 a month will get you $15,000 a month. That's a run rate of like $160,000, $70,000 or something like that. And then the next month we made $36,000, which again, it's only 700 and something people paying you $50 a month. Uh, but that was as much as we were making in a, in a year of school. And I think our email list at that time even was only like a couple thousand. So the membership model gave us stable, predictable income. It gave us um, we didn't have to go build a huge audience. We didn't have to have a huge following of millions of people. You know, we found out that we were actually making more money than the people with the millions of followers because they were just selling ads and Google clicks and things like that. And it, uh, and it gave us the safety to quit our job and know, Hey, we have X people. They average staying this many months. We're going to make this much money. We're going to have plenty of runway. We're going to have time. So that's why we liked it. We thought it was better for our family. We thought it was better for our future. And, um, and it gave us more time freedom because it doesn't take a lot of time to run a membership like it does a huge marketing engine to run core sales or something like that.
awesome. All right, Startup Nation, all you need is a good idea Mm -hmm. that's connected to your good story, your authentic, real story. You don't have to be all the way to the finish line. You just have to be a few steps past the people that you're going to help and serve and get them to where you are. And then $50 a month um, and 100 people Mm -hmm. or... Uh, $50 a month and 200 people and you make 120,000 in recurring monthly income, passive right. income. Yeah. Okay, and everybody, now- and let me, let me speak to that idea real quick because I, I forgot you asked me about that. Everybody, this is the next thing people usually say after they're like, who's going to listen to me? It's like, well, but we have a, what's my idea. Right. And I'm like, well, I was an Owen 10 football coach. Don't give me that nonsense. Right. Like God puts us on the earth and we live. And we all have three categories of things that we could turn into an idea for a business. Like we all like or love things. Some people call those passions. Uh, We all know things and have talents and skills that we've picked up along the way. And then we have that God given experience. We have wisdom. Like we've all been through things that we could help other people through. So those three categories are where ideas spring from. And like we've, we've got people in our community that do, do the normal thing. We have this one guy, his name's Kevin Depew, and uh, he plays guitar and he loves guitar. He's passionate about guitar, but he's not Eddie Van Halen. He's not a rock star. You know what I mean? But he decided, hey, I want to I want to share my love of guitar to other empty nesters who've put off playing guitar their whole life because that's what I did. Now I love it. So now he has 200 people paying him 50 bucks a month in his membership. And he's got he's making 10 grand a month off of, you know, playing guitar. Uh, Joss and I leaned into what we knew. I was trained to be a football coach, so I sold that. Jocelyn was a librarian, so she sold that. And experience is one of the best ones, like because experience is just something you've done and you and you picked up along the way. We have a lady named Robin in our community right now that leads a community for breast cancer survivors. She went through breast cancer, and she doesn't teach people how to survive breast cancer or anything. She found after it, there was a whole lot of integration back into the world. There was survivor's guilt of friends that had died. There was all these things to get her relationships back to where they were. And now her membership is guiding women who have survived breast cancers back into their life. Like that's pure raw experience. So if you can just reach into one of those three buckets, you're going to find something out there that you can get 100, 200 people to rally around and make a great living for your family. Mm. I remember when I attended one of your workshops and I brought my wife and my baby and uh, you shared those three uh, and you had a, you did an exercise with the room and you said, I want you to write, uh, put out three post-it notes and put each of those words on top and come up with a list of all the things that you like doing, right? That you like. And now write a list of all the things that you know how to do. Right now, write a list of all the things you have experience in. You've had good experiences or bad experiences. That's right. Just write a list. Then pick one. Right. Pick one of those. And I remember a very impactful part of that workshop was that uh, you shared some of the stories of people that had passions or things they love doing or, or hobbies and uh, share one or two stories of uh, the most ridiculous <laughs> membership communities that you have seen uh, people start and seen members pay for. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, many of them involve farm animals, but there's a lot of other ones that are that are crazy, too. But like uh, some of my favorite members in our community, uh, one of them is uh, named Rena Oriana. 
And uh, she's an amazing woman that lives out in Los Angeles, California. And she came into our community and we were like, well, you know, is it something you, you know, love? Is it something you know, or is it something that you've experienced? And she's like, well, it's kind of all three. And I'm like, all right, what is it? She goes, I am a world renowned flamenco dancer. I love flamenco dancing. And I'm like, flamenco dancing. I'm like, do people do that? And she's like, well, there's a really close knit community. You know, there's thousands of people around the world, but they're all spread out and, you know, mostly Spanish speaking countries. And, and she was like, I have a studio for flamenco dance in LA and, you know, we do okay, but I would love to take my flamenco dancing to the world. Do you think people would do this? And we're like, sure, there's gotta be a lot of flamenco dancing enthusiasts. You just gotta connect them together. So she starts this membership all about flamenco dancing. I mean, you talk about the niches and the niches. I mean, that's the, that, that's not dancing. That's not like Spanish dancing. That's the flamenco dancing. It's a very specific thing. And uh, she right now has 400 members paying her every single month in her flamenco dance community. And it actually saved her business when they shut down her studio during the pandemic. So, so that one's one of my favorites. Another guy's name is Kenny Triano. I tell this story everywhere because it's hilarious. He came into our community and said, Shane, I love chickens. I'm like, you do? He goes, I love chickens. I go, well, I like to eat chickens. What do you kind of chick? What do you like with chickens? He goes, I like to raise chickens in my backyard. I live in San Diego. Uh, you know, there's this big thing called, you know, urban backyard chicken farming. And, you know, I teach people how to breed chickens, raise chickens and keep their chickens alive in their, in their backyards. Do you think people would do this? I'm like, why not, man? Let's do it. So he, he goes in, he well, follows the program. He creates content. He starts a community. He starts building courses. He uh, starts doing Q and A's for these people. Gets a little Facebook following of maybe 500, 600 fellow chicken enthusiasts, right? And uh, he's got that membership right now. He think he has 200 people paying $40 a month. He's making 8,000 plus a month, you know, 100K a year. All he does all day is talk about chickens. That's all he does, man. It's his whole life is chicken farming. Uh, it's called Bread to Perfection if anybody wants to check it out. And um, But my absolute all-time, the, the all-time winner winner chicken dinner for craziest idea has to be this lady up in North Dakota. Her name is Teresa Perleyberg. And she came into our community and she said, Hey Shane, I've got this uh, love uh, for needle felting, which is kind of like crochet or something, but like I make these teddy bears. I'm like, all right, so you want to teach people how to do teddy bears? She goes, not exactly. I'm like, okay. She goes, I also uh, dye the wool. I get the sheep wool and I dye the wool to make the teddy bears. I'm like, okay, so you're going to have a the thing where you teach people how to dye wool and you make the teddy bears. She goes, well, not exactly. I also raise the sheep and shear the wool and I, and then I dye the wool and it's basically from, it's like from farm to teddy bear, you know, farm to table eating. This is farm to teddy bear needle felting is what this is. And she goes, I want to teach people how to do every step along the journey. And I'm like, so you want to create a sheep shearing wool, dyeing needle felting teddy bear making membership. And she's like, that's it. I'm like, Let's do it. And she grew her membership to over 400 members of these enthusiasts. They got so big that uh, she started adding subscription box so she could give the wool to them, right? So she could actually grow the wool for the people who didn't want to grow the wool. And, and uh, that got so popular, she had to get a business partner with another sheep farm to, to fulfill all of the wool. And then her and her business partner, through this online membership, bought a uh, got all the cash together. And they went and bought an old elementary school to create a a sheep shearing wool dyeing needle felting event center where they have like little airbnbs in all the classrooms and they do things in north dakota they fly people in and have conferences in this old elementary school so i mean that just goes to show you what's possible if you just put it out there get 400 people to pay you 50 dollars a month that's 20 grand a month right like it is all it all it is is someone who took something that they really love to do and shared it with the world and because we have the internet 
she found the other 400 crazy people on the planet that love to do it too. And they're all in her membership now because she's the one who decided to lead it. So, you know, we have other things too. There's other professional ones. We've got this lady named Blair Green. Awesome. Yeah, she's got a pharmacy membership. We got doctors, nurses, lawyers. I mean, it's crazy what you can do with the, the membership model, man. Startup Nation, the reason why I brought Shane on this show for you is to inspire you with some of these stories of real people just like you who have created real memberships that bring in real money that pay for their real family and their real lifestyle. And to hear some of the ri ridiculous, crazy ideas <laughs> that Shane just shared his top three with you, don't tell us that your idea is more ridiculous. Don't tell us that you can't monetize it. Maybe you just haven't found the right system, the right process, the right model. Is the membership model the right one for you? It's not going to be for everyone listening to the show. But there is one person right now listening somewhere on planet Earth that's like, oh my gosh, I have an idea and I think Shane's model is going to be the vehicle that brings my idea to the world. If that's the case, Shane, I'd like you to just close us out on this episode. What are your top three tips and strategies for my listener right now who's now fired up and excited and goes, oh my gosh, my idea is not crazier than what Shane just shared, some of those. Um, what are the three next steps they can and need to take right now uh, to provide uh, that recurring passive income for their family? You know, there's, there's three things you have to do to run a membership community on the internet. You have to provide these three things. And then um, I'd like to speak just a second on mindset too, like after that. Um, the first thing you have to do is you got to be a content creator. Like you just have to, like you have to create content. I mean, you can do any kind of content you want. Like me and like, we like to podcast. That's what we do, right? We're podcasters because we like microphones and we like to talk, right? But you can also make videos on YouTube and you can blog. There's only three kinds of content, text, audio, and video. So you got to pick one and you got to tell people about what you know, and you got to tell them how to do something. That's really, really important. Um, the second thing that's really important in the membership model is community. Um, it's as much as it's about you leading it. It's not really about you. Um, people come for your content, but they stay for your community. Like you've got to connect them with other people and build a community around the content, or you're not going to have sustainability in your, uh, in your membership. Um, that's, that's really simple. It can look like a Facebook group. It can look like a forum. Um, it doesn't have to be super complicated, but you do have to, uh, create community around your membership to keep people paying month after month and year after year. The next thing I would say is definitely coaching. Like you've got to not coach like one-on-one, -on -one. you've got to coach one to many or what we call it one to masses. Um, you got to go out and do Q and A's. Maybe you have one Q and A a month. You have to lead people by giving them access to things they may not have access to, right? Like in my football coaching membership, I could invite a really high profile coach onto my uh, membership to do a Q and A for my people or something like that, right? So some kind of leadership, some kind of coaching in a one to many setting. Um, you don't have to answer every single question on every single Q and A. You can have 500 people on a call and answer 10 questions and everyone's going to be happy because they're going to hear answers to questions they probably had anyway. But those are the three big elements is that start creating content, start building community, and then find ways to get in front of your people and lead them. You got to lead the movement. But the, the, the second, the really important part is the mindset. Like everybody creates content 
if you post anything on Facebook on your own personal page, you're a content creator, right? Um, everybody can go live and everybody can start a Facebook group, right? But these these next three mindset things are what separate people from success and failure. Um, you got to be consistent, prolific, and relentless. That's the difference. It's not about being the best. It's not about being some PhD, world-breaking, uber-talented human being, right? I'm a dude from Kentucky, for crying out loud, people. But, it, but I'm consistent, I'm prolific, and I'm relentless. I consistently show up for my people. Like, I'm going to have a podcast every week. I'm never going to miss it. That's the way it is. Um, I'm prolific in my marketing. Um, I really believe that the membership model lets you give yourself a raise every day. I am going to send an email to my list or post something on social media for sale every day. I'm going to remind people that I'm here every single day so that I can get, you know, 10 new members to pay me $50 a month. I just got a $500 a month raise. When was the last time you got a $500 a month raise at your job, right? Like, but you can do that if you're prolific, right? And also relentless, you know, like it's not going to go good every day. Like there's going to be days you make no sales. There's going to be other days you make 10 sales and you just have to be relentless and keep pushing forward regardless of the outcome. I, um, a lot of people have KPIs and statistics and this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying my wife doesn't look at that stuff sometimes, but, uh, but we are pretty much outcome independent. Like we know what produces money for us, creating content consistently, prolifically marketing our membership and being relentless when sales don't come in. And uh, we're going to do those outcome independent all the time. I'm here to give opportunity to people. I'm here to give myself opportunity. And if you can be consistent, prolific, and relentless, the content community and coaching will produce members who will produce income, which produces freedom. So that's the whole business model, man. We ain't nothing simple over here. Like, that's it. Like, if you can do those things, you can start a membership community. You can find 100 people, 200 people or more and uh, get your first 100K or next 100K or however many Ks you want behind your name. All right, Startup Nation, Shane just broke it down for you. That was fantastic. Thank you for that contribution, Shane. All right, we're going to move to our favorite part of the show. Welcome to the Hustle Round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions, Shane. Uh, you'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm always ready. I was born right, what's ready. Your, what's your favorite <laughs> thing about being a membership model entrepreneur? Oh, the, the total control of my time. Yeah, for sure. What's yeah. your least favorite thing? You know, my least favorite thing, I think it's been team building because I'm not very good at hiring people, but I'm getting better. <laughs> so <laughs> it's still marketing, dude. It's just in house. I, I can so. get them to come. I just leading them afterwards when I'm ready to go do something else is my problem. You know? <laughs> hey, Shane, what are you most afraid of? <laughs> burning down my house, burning down in a fire. I actually sleep with a fire extinguisher beside my bed. It's my greatest fear. It's my greatest not. fear. I do. I have a full blown fire extinguisher by my bed. I'm like, I ain't going down like that. And if I got to get up those stairs to my kids, I'm putting out the fire. I'm not, I'm not going down like that. So I'm sure there's a story or two behind that. <laughs> I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? I think I'm struggling with God's mission for us. It's really expanded beyond what my original goals were. And um, I'm going to have to put a lot of time and effort into the next plan for us, the next path for us. So mm -hmm. it's been an interesting transition from 10 years of passive income to, hey, let's let's get out there and let's make a difference in the world. So That's awesome. Very transparent. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Oh, playing Fortnite with my brother. What are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Right, I'm, getting, I'm getting, those, getting those dubs is what I'm doing, man. Getting those wins, baby. 
Yeah. Startup Nation, there's your evidence. Recurring passive income allows you to play video games more. Okay. Shane, what secret fear do you have about people? You know, I think I think that the people in my life would leave me, right? Like I would do something that would make them leave forever. I think that's it. Like, cause I'm I'm very good at drawing in people mm. and you know, I don't ever want to hurt them to where they would like abandon me or something like that. So yeah, man. I get I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Man, I wish that I had learned email marketing sooner. I learned it pretty fast, but it's the best form of marketing on the planet Earth. And if you're not doing email marketing every single day, you're leaving so many dollars on the table. You literally spoke to me. I absolutely despise email marketing. And I know I am leaving a ton of money on the table. Yet All I the money. Fuse. <laughs> To get good at that skill set, I've tried multiple times and I just not, I don't enjoy it at all. Bro, all you got to do is send an email that says, what are, you do, what are you struggling with today? How can I help you? You could just send a one sentence email every day and you'd be fine. Way too much work, bro. Way too much. <laughs> uh, what's a new habit you want to create? I think that I just hired a health coach. So eating healthy is my number one habit right now. I'm trying to fix. I've screwed that up really bad the last two years. So. Eating consistently, especially since I'm going to be on the road so much over the next few months. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, What's a bad real. habit you want to break? Eating like crap. <laughs> that's Is there what, anything outside? Oreos, Oreos. Uh, Oreos. Bad, bad habit. Um, I don't know, man. I've cultivated some pretty good habits. It's just my health is the the big one I'm trying to fix. So maybe uh, I tell you, I tell you, uh, not apologizing to my kids when I screw up. That's what I'm working on right now been really working on those apologies when i i'm the when i'm yelling or messing up too bad so not apologizing quick enough is definitely i'm not gonna let the sun set on my anger or my apologies in 2022 amen to that pick three words to describe who you are now shane consistent prolific relentless love period. it period pick three words to describe who you were before uh or or your first year in this business it's a good question man um random <laughs> uh inconsistent and uh hopeful mm. and last question shane if you could come back to life after you died look your family your friends your wife your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about life what would you say to them it's all about people relationships are all that matter it's going to provide every opportunity that you'll ever have and it's going to keep you safe when things fall apart. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first six figures, their first 100K this year using the membership model? Yeah, man. Everybody has God-given skills, talents, and abilities. It's in the Bible. You've been given them. It's up to you to use them. All you got to do is steward what you've already been given. You don't got to figure anything else out. So if you go do that, you're going to make it. All right. Tell them how to go do that with you. If they resonated with you and Jocelyn's story, uh, where did they go? What do you have for them? What's their yeah, next right move? Yeah, man. The best thing to do is uh, check out our podcast. We have two podcasts, the Flipped Lifestyle Podcast. Um, every single week, I help a real member from our community uh, with a coaching call, and I air that so everybody can listen in. You can check out the Shane Sam Show, where uh, your boy here, Joe, has been on my podcast. So go check out my episode with yo, him. Yo. And uh, actually, we have a free trial, man. We give everybody, you know, we're all we're in the opportunity game. Like we just want as many people to have access to this information as possible. So if you go to fliplifestyle.com slash 100K, 100K, 
uh, you can start a free trial for our community You can get 30 days access. You can check out everything. Nothing's dripped. Nothing's held back. You can come to our member calls. You can hang out in our community and you'll see um, it's the best place on the planet for family focused entrepreneurs to uh, go out and make the first 100K. Shane Stams, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, sir. Appreciate the opportunity, my brother. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.